Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. The Jesus Lifestyle. So we've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount and what that means. To live like Jesus. And we've had some pretty hard topics of late. Marriage and divorce. Doing the right in the face of wrong. Loving your enemies. Well today, I've got the easy one. Woohoo! How to pray and fast like Jesus. But as per the previous weeks, you know, I, th- I thought that praying and fasting like Jesus, easy, sweet, we'll go through the Lord's Prayer. All good? Thanks, darling. I. Yes, I thought, Lord's Prayer, easy. Five points, we'll be out of here by 10.45. I'll get to go for a run before lunch. Yeehaw. But as I prayed about it, I felt like, as per the previous weeks, it's about a heart condition. And as I read the focus text, I read that, just like other weeks, marriage and divorce, it's about our heart condition. Doing the right in the face of wrong, it's about our heart condition. Loving your enemies, it's about your heart condition. Today, as we go about praying and fasting like Jesus, we're going to know it's about our, about our heart condition. And when I use this today, this uh, lightsaber, this represents the Word of God. You know when Jesus was praying and he was led, by, um, led into the wilderness, when Satan came and, and said stuff to him, what did he do? He used the Word of God to combat what? Who's being tempted with. So today this represents the Word of God. So let's read our scripture for today. It's from Matthew 6, verse 5 to 18. And it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words again and again. Don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will notice that you are fasting, except your Father who knows what you do in private. And your Father who sees everything will reward you. So how do we pray and fast like Jesus? So key points today are our prayers 
must be positioned from who God is and who we are in him rather than who, what our need is. Our second point will be God is, isn't interested in our words more that he's interested in our hearts. We'll look at some key aspects of praying as shown in the Lord's Prayer and we're going to look at the purpose of fasting and how to fast. So the first point today, in look at how we pray and fast like Jesus, is that we must position ourselves from who God is and what he's done for us rather than what our need is. So right from the outset today, I hope this message comes from the aspect that God is love. He loves you. He can't stop loving you because he is love. He loves you. Jesus died a painful death for you and I so that we could dwell with God, so that his spirit would dwell within us. He knows everything about you. He knows what you've done. He knows what you're doing. And he knows what you will do. He knows who you have been, who you are, who you will be. And he loves you. We are in God and he is in us. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 2, from verse 4, But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead, that's spiritually dead, along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Jesus Christ. I am one with Christ and Christ is within me. I am one with Christ and Christ is within me. Christ is within you today if you've made Jesus Lord your Saviour. Jesus prayed for you and I as recorded in John 17. This is Jesus, his words here today. And he said, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who ever will believe in me through their message. Jesus is praying for you and I right here. He says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you are in, I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world would know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Christ in you, the power of God, the hope of God, the glory of God. You are united with God through the Holy Spirit. And so if you are united in him, then we should know what type of God we serve. So that when you pray, you're praying to the, the God who you love, you serve, but what are the characteristics of him that you're praying to? All throughout the Bible, there are, there are different things that we learn about God, particularly in the Old Testament. When you read that word Lord, there's often different meanings for that word Lord. So just a few examples today about the different characteristics of God. In Psalm 103, when David was praying for healing, the word Lord there means Jehovah Rafi. In Genesis 22, when, when Abraham was about to give up his own son, Isaac. And 
He was asking God to provide. That word there, Lord, is Jehovah Jireh, which means God will provide. In Genesis 17, when God reveals himself to Abraham about the future covenant, the word Lord there is El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. God was almighty. He was able to accomplish what he said to Abraham, or at that time Abram, all that he was going to do in the future. In Psalm 23, that psalm where it says, Lord, your Lord is my shepherd. That word Lord there is Jehovah Roy, which means my shepherd. So they're just a few examples of when we're praying to God, we're praying to different characteristics of God as well. You are united to God because of the Holy Spirit. So when we pray, we are positioned to pray united to God, the God who heals. So if you need healing, you're praying, saying, God, I thank you that you're a God that heals. You are Jehovah Rapha. It says in your word, God, that by your stripes I am healed. So I stand in your word today, God, and ask for healing. Not for myself, but also for my friends, God, that need healing. Whether it be emotionally, whether it be spiritually, whether it be physically, God, I thank you that you love me, you care for me, you want the best for me. So I ask for your healing now in Jesus' name. You're praying to Jehovah Rapha. If you need protection, you're praying to the God that shepherds, the God that protects God, I thank you that you are my shepherd. I thank you that you love me, that you died for me, and that you would lead me. Lord Jesus says that you led David to the, the, the streams and waters, mm, that you quieten his soul. Lord, I thank you that you will lead me to those things, Lord, that bring peace, that bring joy. Lord, I stand firm in your word. When you're asking for provision, you're praying to Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, saying, God, I thank you that you provide all that I need. I think it says in your word that I'm not to worry about what to wear, what to eat. Lord, that you even give those things to the sparrows. And so as it says in your word, to rely on you, I rely on you today. Jehovah Jireh, you're my provider. That's how we pray, church. We pray to God. I am one with Christ and Christ is within me. How do we pray like Jesus? With a heart turned to God and a lightsaber in your hand. Second point, how do we pray and fast like Jesus? Is that God is more interested in our hearts than the words that we speak. Prayer is for our benefit. You notice that Jesus say, if you pray. Jesus said, when you pray. Prayer is part of our Christian lifestyle. Verse 5, when we pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. Three key points out of this next passage. Verse 5, keep it real. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. You pray public on the street corners. I don't know about you, but when I pray, and if I pray in front of people, it's not quite the same, because sometimes you just put the walls up, depending on what you're going through at the time. It's like you've got the mask on. And you don't want someone to see the real you. Because you don't know if they're going to like what they see on the inside. But when you pray in private, it's often real. It's honest and raw. 
It can be emotional. I think that's why Jesus says, you know, do it in private. Verse 6, keep it personal. But when you pray, go away by yourself and shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who will seize everything will reward you. In essence, prayer is personal. It's between you and your Saviour. It's between you and your Creator. In verse 7 to 8, when you pray, don't babble on and on and on as people in other religions do. They think their prayers are answered by merely repeating words over and over again. God knows what we need before we ask him. <laughs> so why pray? <laughs> prayer is for our benefit. Prayer is part of our lifestyle. Keep it simple. God already knows what you need. But prayer is for our benefit. You can see from these three key points that God is interested in our hearts more than what we speak. But what do we mean by heart condition? It's our motives, our desires, our willingness to do the right thing. In essence, it's who we are deep down on the inside. You know, often when, if, if you've grown up and you haven't prayed in, in, uh, in a personal way, when the things of life come to you and you haven't had that deep prayer life, it can be difficult sometimes. And I want to just show you something today. I need a, I need a helper. It's going to be fun. Don't be shy. Who wants to help me today? Anyone? All right. Excellent. You get those. And you can come up here. Okay. So this is me. And I haven't had a deep prayer life. And sometimes life can throw you some curveballs. I can't see. <laughs> and uh, I know that from my own experience, if I haven't had that time in prayer, sometimes it's harder to deal with things that come our way. And so... Come and fight me. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Is that all you got? Come on, fight me. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. But now, I've been in the prayer room. I've got no mask on. I know who I am in God. I know that Jehovah Jireh is my provider. I know that Jehovah Rafi, he's here to heal me. Come on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, mate. A bit slightly. Eh? <laughs> that hurt on the head. 
when your prayer life has been real personal and simple, you get on the front foot. You've had that personal connection. You can hear God's voice. You know, I've learned something from Suzanne I've learned over the years. Whenever we've been gone through a rough time and, and we've had some spiritual pressure there, spiritual attack, sometimes you can get scared about that and you can run away. But what we've learned is that we actually say, thanks, oh. thanks for this. Fear, if it's fear, fear, I thank you that you're attacking me. Because as you're attacking me, I'm learning more about you. And no matter what happens, what I learn, I'm going to use for good. I'm going to use this experience that I'm going through to help others. So no matter what you do to me, no matter what may happen, bring it on. Because I know that my God is more than enough. Yeah? I'm one with Christ and Christ is within me. How do we pray in faith like Jesus? With a heart turned to God and a lightsaber in our hand. The third point, some key aspects of the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us our day of daily bread. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So verse 9, some key points. Verse 9, start with thanksgiving, praise and worship. When you come to God, don't just come with a shopping list. <laughs> you know, don't you love it for those that have had kids? Don't you love it when your kids just come and don't just want stuff? <laughs> they just come and just be with you. <laughs> and it's so nice when that happens. <laughs> that the kids just want to be with you. And it's like that with God. Sometimes it's just nice to be, just to be in his presence. I love what Steve did this morning. One moment with God is better than a moment anywhere else. Although, I reckon I could have a moment with God on the Greek islands. <laughs> so start with thanksgiving, praise and worship. So God, thank you that you're a good God. I thank you that you love me, that you're within me. I thank you, Jesus, that you died and rose again just for me. I love you, Jesus. You're so good, God. No matter what comes my way, God, I will always love you. Simple. Don't forget that when you're praying out of being united with Christ, it's not some personal, it's not uh, something that's static. It's not some, some monotone dribble. It's just heartfelt between you and God. Verse 10. May your kingdom come soon, God. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Romans 12 too, it says, God's will is perfect and pleasing. We're keeping it real here. Verse 11, God tells us not to worry about our lives. Verse 11, give us today the food we need. You know, it's, it's not often about the big grand plans. God cares about the day-to-day -day stuff. God cares about what we need on a daily basis, whatever that may be. Don't think that when you pray, it's got to be about God's will. <laughs> It can be, God, I know I've got a big day ahead of me. 
there's some things, I've got some challenges ahead of me, I know it's going to come. But God, I thank you that by your spirit, you're with me every step of the way. You know? It's keeping it real. It's keeping it simple. Keeping it honest. Verse 12, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those against us. That's so self-explanatory. A heart that's yielded to God. God, you've forgiven me. God, so I know I've got to forgive others. Lord, there's some people today I'm going to be with. Lord, give me the grace, Lord, to love them like you love them. Lord, I know that what they've done has hurt me and that it's going to be hard to, to deal with God. But Lord, I thank you that just as you have forgiven me, Lord, help me to forgive them. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah? Verse 13. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Again, this is a heart yielded to God. In essence, that's a heart that's crying, help. God, help. Lord, there's some stuff going on. Lord, I'm tempted to go this way. I know I shouldn't. Holy Spirit, help me. You're the great comforter. Lord, I pray that I'll draw my strength from you. In my own self, in my own weakness, God, I know that I can't do this. But Lord, in you, I know that you're enough for me. Lord, I stand on you today. Lord, you're my strength. You're my shield. You're my provider. You're my protector. God, I thank you for who you are. Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. I am one with Christ, and Christ is within me. How do we pray like Jesus? With a heart turned to God and a lightsaber in our hand. And the final point today, fourth, fourth and final point. What is the purpose of fasting, and how do we fast? Let's read Matthew 6, 16 to 18. And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair, if you can, <laughs> and wash your face. Have a shave. Then no one will notice that you're fasting. So that's for men, all right? <laughs> then no one will notice that you're fasting. Except your father. And no, he knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. Again, Jesus said, when you fast, not if you fast. I'm sorry. Fasting is a part of the Christian lifestyle. When we fast. So what is fasting? Just like prayer, fasting is about the heart condition. God is interested in our hearts. We do it in private. It's personal. It's between us and our creator. So the purpose for me, the purpose of fasting is to align us with God's will. It takes our focus off us, off what's going on in our lives, and onto him. It's about setting aside time, feeding our spirits, rather than our bodies and minds. So how do we fast? Well, different ways. Obviously, it's about giving up something we need. Obviously, something we need as, as humans, we need food to keep us going. As often fasting for, for us is something to, to go, we go without food. You can go without coffee or alcohol. You can go without TV. You can go without social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. But if you haven't fasted before, I'd encourage you, give it a go. Because it's about you and God. Just as we said, one moment with God is better than a moment elsewhere. If you haven't fasted before, start with small steps. 
If you can go without food, if medically you're okay to go without food, then start with one meal. You know? Skip dinner. And if that works, then go good. Then skip lunch and dinner. <laughs> the next time, skip breakfast, lunch and dinner. And before you know it, you'll be fasting day at a time. Or, you know, if you, again, you can't do that medically, skip TV. Spend time with God instead of watching TV. Spend time reading the Word. Spend time praying. Again, it's about a heart condition. It's about spending time with God. The key about fasting is setting aside time. You know, fasting, what I found about fasting is that it helps you pray and fast like Jesus. Because you learn that without him, we can sometimes struggle. We can sometimes battle warding off the, the balls in life that come our way. The things that, you know, lead us down the wrong paths. The things that come and shatter us sometimes on the inside. But when we fast, we're setting aside, a time aside with God. And it's in those times that we learn to turn our hearts to God. And we learn how to use this. I am one with Christ and Christ is within me. How do we pray and fast like Jesus? With a heart turned to God and a lightsaber in our hand. So as the band comes back up, key points today about praying and fasting like Jesus. Our prayers are positioned from who God is. Know who your God is. A great way to start is God is love. <laughs> if you don't know who your God is, know that God is love. So when you pray, pray out of God is love. And don't just come out with your shopping list. Come out of a heart that says, God, I'm yours for everything else. God, I'm yours. My heart is yours. God, I need you. God, I thank you that you are within me. Second point. God isn't interested in our words. He's interested in our hearts. Third point. We looked at the Lord's Prayer, keeping it real, keeping it simple, keeping it honest. And the fourth point, about fasting. I am one with Christ and Christ is within me. In our key scripture today, Matthew 6, I don't know if you noticed, Jesus said it twice. And he said it, that there's a reward there. When you pray, God will reward you. When you fast, God will reward you. I don't know if you noticed that. What's the reward? Yeah. The reward. Just as Steve said this morning, one moment with God is better than a moment elsewhere. When we pray, we're in His presence. It says in the word that in his presence there is fullness of joy 
when you're in God's presence, you're with who He is. Fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, graciousness, thankfulness, self-control. The reward is being with the God who created everything. Jesus, the Son of God who was there at the beginning. The Father thought it through Jesus, spoke it, and it happened. The Spirit of God is with you. And when you pray, when you're in your personal time and you're praying, that same Spirit that was there in the beginning when the world was formed, as Andy mentioned this morning, that presence is there, whether you realize it or not. You're looking for a reward? Wow. What a reward to be with the God that saves, the God that loves, the God that heals. If you're in, no matter if you're in Shell Harbour, you're in North Korea, you're in Europe, no matter where you are, to pray and fast like Jesus, a heart that's turned to God. And a heart that has a lightsaber in its hand that stands on the word of God. Let's pray, church. Jesus, I thank you that you, your spirit is here. Holy Spirit, you are here. I thank you that you were at the beginning of time. You are here right now, and you'll be there at the end of time. Jesus, I thank you that no matter what we go through in life, I thank you that you taught us how to pray. You taught us that you're more interested in our hearts than our words. You taught us to stand on your word. You showed us to stand on your word. That's what you did when Satan came right beside you and tempted you. I thank you, the God, that by your spirit you show us the way. And that the most important thing that we can do, God, is yield to you. God, I pray that as we go from our, our time here together today and as we go about our weeks this week, God, I pray that we'll go to a, a deeper level in our prayer and in our fasting with you. I pray for everyone here this morning, God, that they would take away a key thing from the message this morning in their own way, God. Lord, reveal yourself to everyone here today. Touch everyone here today, God. God, I thank you that prayer is powerful. Jesus, you do it, and you did it, so should we. Heavenly Father, pray for people here today that may be struggling, Lord, with their prayers. 
Will they feel that their prayers aren't being heard? Well, I thank you that you hear everything, God. You hear the cries of our hearts. Lord, things may not go our way. Things may not turn out the way we, we think they should turn out. But I thank you, God, says in your word, that all things come together for those who love him. And so we stand on that today, God. We stand on your word. Your word is truth. You are truth. And so, if, Lord, for those people that, Lord, are, are praying for things and not seeing the breakthrough, Lord, they're not seeing, well, what they would hope to come to pass. Lord, I, I pray that, Lord, they would see that you are there. That even though things may not be turning out, you are beside them. You are with them. Your presence is theirs. Thank you that you are Holy Spirit with us. You are the great comforter. Jesus' name. And that is better than anything else in the whole world. To be in your presence, God. We long to be in your presence. In Jesus' name.